and welcome to the NZX podcast, the perfect place to learn about the New Zealand equity markets, global dairy markets and ESG. Hi everyone and welcome to Bid and Ask. My name is Bryony and I am in the data and insight team here at NZX. In this series, we will be covering topical events in the New Zealand and global markets that our wider community are interested in learning more about. This week, I have with me Emma and Brandon from the Markets Development and Clearing Team to talk to you all things NZX secondary markets. So to kick things off, why don't you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Emma, and uh, as Bryony said, I work in the Markets Development and Clearing Team, and as part of that, I work across the Product Operations Team and the Clearing House. And I'm Brandon, uh, I work in the Markets Development Team, um, looking after all things Markets Development here at NZX. Your jobs sound quite complicated, so what do you guys actually do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, it probably sounds more complicated than um, what it actually is, uh, but I guess on a day-to-day, I've got a number of sort of projects and initiatives that I work through with a number of other team members here at NZX. Um, for example, we're currently looking at how we upgrade our training system, so there's a big project going on about how we uh, upgrade that system, um, and we also do a lot of work with our brokers, going out there talking to them about how the market's operating, and what we can do to grow the market here in NZX. Cool. So in the product operations space, we deal with the management of instruments. So those are the listed securities of our issuers, like the ordinary shares or the debt securities. Our team will create those instruments for trading. We also review all the announcements that are released by issuers over the market, and we help process the corporate actions. So we will set those up in our system and facilitate those through to payment. And in the clearinghouse, we help facilitate the exchange of payments and securities. And between both those teams, we also cover our depository work. So that's processing corporate actions for our depository participants. My job here at NZX is really different to when I started. So I also started in the clearing team with Emma. But what do you guys think are some common misconceptions about NZX? I think the classic one I always get from sort of friends and family is um, when they find out that you work at NZX, they go, oh, do you have a pop stock tip and, you know, what should I be buying or what should I be selling? Um, you know, I think... They think that we're brokers are in the, in the market buying and selling um, and doing what traders do. But, you know, it's not really what we do here at NZX. You know, we're an operator of the exchange. We provide the marketplace um, and the tools to bring together buyers and sellers and different companies. Uh, we're not actively buying um, securities. We'll leave that up to our brokers um, on behalf of their clients. Um, I think that's probably the big one on my side. Yeah, no, same goes for me. I'll have people asking me what shares they should buy or people will make the comment that they think we're like, it must be like the Wolf of Wall Street, which is definitely not. Um, But before I joined the exchange, I already had no idea what it was like and I had similar misconceptions. Yeah, I'd also say, I guess it's a smaller team than you would have thought. Like I think we've probably got about 240-ish staff across um, offices so it's, it's a relatively small team compared to some of the other you know, companies listed on the exchange um, that sort of pull together to deliver a lot um, and I think it's also while it can be intense at times it's also a lot more relaxed and like a really flat hierarchy which is cool for like these younger employees coming into the business. You guys both have a lot of knowledge between the two of you so what would you like your listeners to get out of this podcast? Uh, for me I think an easy to digest uh, format where our listeners can learn about what's going on in the market and uh, learn about those more things that sound really complicated, like the corporate actions, um, what a depository is, what a clearinghouse is, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, just be kept up to date on what's going on in the market. Yeah, I'd agree exactly with what you said there. Um, just making things super simple for people, breaking down the walls. Um, I think 
when we all probably started getting into the expert in finance, a um, whole lot of jargon to get up to speed on and you kind of find that people across the market and definitely within NZX speak in some sort of strange coded language. Um, but being able to kind of break down those walls here, um, you know, make things very plain um, and provide a bit of insights on, you know, what we do at the exchange and kind of our view. Um, we're not a broker, you know, we're not buying and selling um, shares as people sometimes think, uh, but we can provide a view on kind of um, how we see things on our side. So team, it's early May. Can you give me a rundown of all the stats for April? Yeah, absolutely. I don't really want to bore people with you know too much detail here, um, but I think a couple of things for me to note would be we had about $5.1 billion traded in April, so that's up about 9% year on year, so on April 2020, um, and I think that's our biggest April ever, which is massive. We also continue to see a big increase in the number of trades executed on the exchange. So year to date, we're trading about 69,000 trades every day. So for context, when I started at NZX and around a similar time to Emma, I think we did about 5,000 trades on any given day. So those trade numbers have massively increased, which is pretty cool. Um, and then just generally putting this kind of um, where we're at year to date, we've done about $18 billion. Um, and a little bit of context around that. It's important to remember that kind of March, April last year. I don't think we can forget this. We're in the midst of COVID, um, you know, either heading into lockdown or in the middle of level four lockdown. Um, there was massive volatility across the markets, um, big swings in prices. So the fact that we're kind of in a similar ballpark to where we were last year um, just shows that the market is really, really healthy at the moment, which is pretty cool. I guess the big topic we have all been hearing about over the last month was the S&P Global Clean Energy Index and its rebalance. Are you guys able to give us a rundown of what's been going on? Of course. It's a nice mouthful of financial jargon there. Uh, For some context, I'll just quickly let you guys know what an index is and how it works. So an index is a way to track a group of companies, and this could be a sector such as energy or healthcare, or it could just be the top companies in a country such as the NZX50 or the S&P 500 in the States. And I guess what we see as well is a whole lot of investors and fund managers um, looking to track that index. Um, But I guess it's also important to note that you can't just buy an index. However, you can buy an exchange traded fund or ETF which will track that index. And are you guys able to explain to me what a rebalance is and how this would impact trading on the NZX? Yeah, no worries. I guess a rebalance is when the companies that are in that index, so let's say NZX, uh, S&P 50, um, are reweighted according to the methodology of the index provider. So for NZX, our index provider is S&P. Um, so we have, I think, quarterly rebalances um, for all of our S&P NZX uh, indices. Um, other big index providers, which we um, keep a track of, are MSCI and FTSE Russell. Um, I guess the weightings usually occur, again, a couple of times per year, depending on the provider. Um, and we usually track it because there's usually a couple of entities, companies and the various indices across the globe. So how do they do these reweightings? The fund managers who are tracking the index will buy or sell the companies within the index to match the required weighting. And this is done prior to or on that final trading day. And it's this final trading day, which is commonly referred to as the rebalance day. And that's why we see lots of trading on those rebalance days. Yeah, and I think on that rebalance day in particular, we see a lot of trading coming through on that closing auction um, as people look, try to trade on that closing price and fund managers like to balance uh, their books accordingly. I think that's really useful context for all our listeners. So why has this clean energy rebalance been in the media recently? The clean energy index has been around for ages, but it's gained a lot of traction in the last couple of years, both with the US presidential campaign and then the election of Joe Biden, who's got a nine-step plan for a clean energy revolution. Interest has also increased with growing public interest in ESG and ethical investing. Yeah, it's a good point, Sarah Um You mentioned ESG before. 
for those listeners that are potentially new to the financial markets, do you want to explain, I guess, first and foremost, what does ESG stand for? ESG stands for Environmental and Social Governance. Nice. And, and for those of you that aren't familiar, it's really looking at investing not just for the underlying dollar profit, but what are the other factors that go on? So whether that's um, environmental, social or, um, or governance. So it's, yeah, it's a new lens of um, investing and certainly gaining a lot of popularity um, out there in the market. I think another thing that's pretty important here is to notice um, BlackRock is a large investment manager, has an ETF which tracks the Clean Energy Index. So locally, we have companies, um, Meridian and Contact, which are in this index. And then since the start of the year, we've really seen a big increase in the value traded in these companies as local and international fund managers have started tracking the index. We also saw a really big trading day when the index got rebalanced in the middle of last month. So can you guys touch on that for me? Yeah, sure thing, Brian. Um The company used to have about 30, sorry, the index rather, had about 30 companies. Uh, but S&P have since increased that uh, with another 52 companies being added to the index. This causes the weighting um, of the existing companies like Meridian Contact uh, to drop overall. It also means for NZX, when that rebalance date comes up, which for us was on the 16th of April, um, happens a big trading day. And so for the exchange, that was actually our fourth largest trading day ever with $1.4 billion traded. Um, for a little bit of context, average trading day on the exchange um, throughout this, this year is, is around $221 million. Um, so a really, really big day um, and pretty exciting for all those involved. So what impact did this have on Meridian and Contact in the index? So Meridian and Contact are the only two New Zealand companies that were included in this index up and after the rebalance, their weightings dropped from about 5% to less than 1%. The sell-off from BlackRock meant that on rebalance date, we saw 106 million Meridian shares traded and 81.5 million Contact shares traded. So for some context, this is about 47 days worth of trading in these stocks all happening in that one day. What a full-on start to the year we are seeing. Given we are a third way through the year right now, what else has been going on? I think I'll throw this one to Emma to pick up. She's be all over it. Well, I don't want to bore everyone with all the details. We've had a really busy start to the year with loads of companies releasing their financial results. So those are their full year or half years. Um, these busy results periods are also the time when we see the most amount of dividends being announced and paid out to shareholders. And we have certain periods during the year that are busier than others. And we're actually heading into another busy period with loads of results due at the end of May. Um, we also, everyone will have heard about my food bag listing earlier in the year. We've also had two bonds quite recently on the debt board. We had $150 million of Transpower bonds listed and $200 million of Mercury Green bonds list. Uh, the Green bond title, I guess it means that all of this money will go towards projects and assets with climate benefits, such as renewable energy projects, energy efficiency and clean transportation. Amazing. Thanks for coming on, Emma and Brandon, and I look forward to hearing more about this in the coming months. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the NZX podcast. Tune in to further episodes by subscribing to our channel and let us know what you want to know more about by emailing us at podcast at nzx.com. We would love to hear from you. Until then, catch you next time. The information provided in this podcast is guidance only and intended for general information purposes. It does not constitute investment advice. Interdex Limited disclaims all liability for any error, inaccuracy or omission or for any loss suffered through relying on this podcast. Proprietary rights of the podcast are owned or licensed by Interdex and no part of this information may be redistributed or re- reproduced in any forms or by any means without the written consent of Interdex.